Chapter 8 Karma Can Be a Real Bear Dropping This story is about a bear, but it's also about a donut-munching micromanager I worked for back in the day. It was a construction job in northern Canada, way up in the bush. Our project superintendent, Danny, was a real character. He was about six foot four and built like Santa. He liked his pastries, especially those Canadian maples. For you foreigners, that's a cross between a Boston cream and a maple dip donut. But he wasn't jolly like that fat elf at the pole. Nope. Danny had a nasty streak to him. He never went after me. I liked to keep quiet, smile, and get my job done. I didn't stick my head up and make a scene. And that was where Jesse came into the picture. Jesse was a welder who spoke his mind and didn't put up with Danny's shit. So Danny targeted him like a seagull after a lunch bag left on a park bench. The two were constantly at odds in the morning safety meeting. Danny would announce the day's tasks and safety tips, and Jesse would mouth off and show how cool he was. Then Danny's face would turn red and he'd talk louder to drown out Jesse. It was quite entertaining. Danny started going after Jesse. He came out of the welling shop at least once a day to look around and make sure that we were all working. It was tough because sometimes there wasn't enough work to go around. I always made sure I was standing by the workbench with a couple tools and a clipboard and a blue paint print drawing ready to spring into action. But the welders got lazy and just sat in their trucks if nothing was going on. Jesse had blacked out covers for all of his windows so he could hide out with the doors locked. If he went in there, he could be watching movies on his phone in his truck and you would never know. Danny hated the fact that this guy was in his truck. But he couldn't prove Jesse was there because Jesse would lock the door and not answer if he knocked on the window. Jesse just waited until the coast was clear and came out when no one was looking. I know you're in there, you son of a bitch, Danny was yelling at the side of the truck one day. He was pissed at him, so he wrestled a cut-off chunk of pipe about three feet long over to the truck door, and he stood it up on end. It looked like if you opened the door it would hit square on. Then Danny came into the welding shop and waited by the open overhead door. I hung around and pretended to be busy, wondering what would happen. About ten minutes later, Jesse opened the truck door and smashed it into that pipe. As the chunk of metal tipped over, it flipped up and skipped off the door, then slid down and left a huge scratch. Jesse bailed out of the truck. Which jerkwad did that, he yelled. He looked at the scratch, and he almost started crying. Jesse loved his truck. That welding truck got treated better than anything else Jesse had in his life. He had a special cloth to polish the wheels, and sometimes I thought I saw him touch it like Gollum holding his precious. I don't know if he was compensating for something, but with the lift kit, loud muffler, and big tires, it sure seemed like it. Jesse saw that big scratch down the side of his door, looked over at Danny, and knew who to blame. It was weird, though. He didn't say a thing. That mouthy welder kept his mouth shut, and that's when I knew he was going to do something drastic. The Lunchroom and the Office We ate our lunch in a portable trailer that had an office at one end. Danny and the foreman kept all their stuff in that office. All of us commoners fought for a spot at some long tables with folding chairs set up around the rest of the space. It was a tight fit. There was wildlife around this job site, so we kept the door shut all the time. Leave it open when no one was in there and animals would steal your lunch. Foxes and ravens have been known to go in and help themselves. Then there were the bears. They used to come up to where we were working and start snooping around, 
We were told to get on the horn and call for animal control security guards, who would scare them off. Every time we saw a bear, we waited inside until security gave us the all-clear. But we knew bears were around, and we had a strict warning to keep all the food in the lunch trailer. Smokey stops for a snack. We never knew for sure if it was Jesse who did it, but I'm pretty sure he orchestrated the whole thing. After we went home for the night, someone came back and put an empty donut box on the doorstep and left the door cracked open. Then they took an open can of tuna and left it right in the middle of Danny's desk. The results were better than anyone could have planned. A big bear went straight into our lunchroom and tore everything up. It flattened the tables and chairs. It ate the coffee grounds and sugar, packages and all. It opened the garbage bags and spread them around. And then it found Danny's office. But when it went in, it must have accidentally pushed the door shut because the poor bear got trapped in there. It desecrated that office. It ripped holes in the rolling chairs and stomped all over the monitor and laptop keyboard. It clawed all around the door like it was desperately seeking a way out. Then it took a massive dump right on top of Danny's desk. And finally, that bear broke the window and pushed the bars out on the ground before it squeezed through and escaped. The next morning, Danny finds a present. The following day, we got to work to find the lunch trailer ransacked. The smell was unusually specific and in-your-face, a real showstopper. Danny was pacing back and forth like someone pooped in his cornflakes, or on his desk. He looked like he was hyperventilating. You don't want to see a guy with a belly that big struggling to keep his cool. As we stood there looking at the destruction, a welding truck slowly rolled by. Jesse smirked from behind the wheel and took in Danny's anguish. Then he, he drove away, and we never saw him again. They gave us a new lunch trailer soon enough, and we were back in business. But I don't think Danny's computer ever recovered.